This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free to 855-453-free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us over on our website over at freetalklive.com. We will give you the features on the site uh, for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You get to control the content of the site. So when you find something interesting that uh, you want to share with our listeners, you can do that. Uh, All you have to do is submit it as show prep, and then other listeners will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. The most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. In fact, one of the uh, pieces that's Second place on the site at the moment is an 89-year-old man who is uh, apparently illiterate and widowed. He's fighting a city city government to stay in the home that he once owned and where he raised his eight children. The story from DemocratAndChronicle.com, where an illiterate, widowed 89-year-old man is fighting the city foreclosed over a $632 delinquent tax bill. Oh, my... 632 bucks. Correct. And they want to take the whole home for that price? That's usually how it works. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell Duvall learned of the action when a processor came to his door with a notice of eviction. He had to ask the man to read it to him. That was nearly two years ago. And Duvall, a retired laborer, is down to possibly his last appeal. But the story's not so simple. By some accounts, those who live or hang out at 135 Weld Street have been a longstanding neighborhood menace. The house is the central hub of the open-air drug activity that's occurring in the area, according to a Rochester police lieutenant. Uh, the complaints have been consistent over the years from neighbors who live in the area that this is a drug house, said City Council President Lovely Warren, who represents the Northeast District. Of course, the gentleman that owns the house, we can't prove that he is a culprit, but if drugs are being sold on Weld Street, they have to have the approval of the people who live in this residence. Is that all it takes? They just have to have the approval? Well, I mean, you know, the the assumption is if they're being sold out of the house, they must be uh, have, you know, the, the old guy knows about it. Duvall's attorney, Angelo Caleri, tells a different story, one about a man who lives alone and once got an order of protection against the drug-selling kids loitering outside his house. A man who has kept up as best he could, making partial payments on his taxes, paying cash because he cannot write, and who lost his home because he cannot read. When the city sent him these foreclosure notices, they might just as well have sent him a blank piece of paper in an envelope without a return address. Because, again, this guy's 89 years old and completely illiterate. The foreclosure matter now heads to the State Court of Appeals, where Calaria t- expects to file the necessary paperwork on Monday. There, the argument hinges on a constitutional question of due process. Was mailing the notices to Duvall's home adequate? Or, if not, to what extent is it reasonable to expect the government to know and accommodate the limitations of its citizens? So, according to the Supreme Court, in a 3-2 decision filed in February, to hold them a municipality must provide notice other than by ordinary mail to persons it knows to be illiterate or who knows it cannot read English would place an unreasonable burden on the municipality. So, essentially, the court uh, ruling in favor of the government saying that, well, if you can't read our notices, tough. That's an unreasonable burden. Right. (laughs) Asking to be explained that uh, your home is going to be taken over 600 bucks. Further, the court said Duvall is competent and established uh, and an established homeowner, well aware of his tax responsibilities. So how did it become a responsibility anyway? 
paying well, taxes. Obviously, there. Um, you know, people would claim if 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 I were to claim that it's a responsibility, and I don't, I would say, look, you knew that you had to pay taxes when you started. There are very few people that think otherwise. Um, you know that you don't have some kind of tax burden when you uh, get started. Uh, and oftentimes, you'll when you buy, you'll buy with a mortgage, and the mortgage says you're responsible for any taxes. taxes right. And so, you know, I, I don't know that it would make it any better or any more fair if the government slid in a piece of paper when you buy a piece of property that says, you know, we you are responsible for uh, you know the, all the property taxes on the property currently the millage rate is eight point one but it could go up or anytime. down yep. anytime we darn well feel like it so yeah well, what good would it do because you know you would have to sign it in order to buy the house anyway right sure it's so, so coerced but but I mean you know what one would say how did the government come about with the, uh, come about the land I mean how did this land become the government's did they buy it no they didn't buy it generally they didn't buy it um, so. How did they get it? Well, they got it simply by claiming it as theirs. Uh, you know, kings and lords from the past claimed it as theirs, and that's how it became theirs. In the dissenting opinion, two justices concluded that no one would reasonably think that sending him a letter would give him notice of the impending foreclosure. The court, they said, should exercise its broad equity power to return the property to Duvall. So two of the judges uh, on his side, but unfortunately three, uh, voting in favor of the municipality. So uh, this guy is still facing an issue. I guess they're going to the Supreme Court. Courts have intervened in hard luck cases in Livingston County. The state Supreme Court recently halted a tax foreclosure involving a Lima man, I presume this is Ohio, who was reportedly two days late in tax payments on his home because of medical issues. The county was prepared to appeal until the man filed for bankruptcy. For Rochester, literacy is no small problem. An estimated 62% of adults living in the city's impoverished, high-crime neighborhoods are illiterate. Wow. According to the Rochester Literacy Movement, the group, uh, which uh, is offering tutoring at city libraries until it ran out of money and shut down in late January. As for Duvall's fate, Caleri, his attorney, will ask the court to leave in place a stay, barring the city from taking any action on the property and allowing him to continue to live there, at least through the appeals process. Tax foreclosure evictions have become rare in Rochester. There were five last year, according to the city, down from an average 10 per month. That's huge. Just last year? Yeah, 10 tax evictions, foreclosure evictions per month. That's 10 10 families that they're throwing out of their homes every single month because they're behind on taxes. Wow. And and these neighbors, these uh, residents who live... On the same street, I would think that there would be some sort of shifting occupy movement where these people might occupy uh, this old man's house or anyone else who is being evicted during the eviction. I would hope people would do that, but I doubt they would. I mean, that takes a lot of real gumption. takes a lot of courage. Well, I mean, I don't maybe I'm naive in that I would think nothing would happen to these people for just being in a house uh, at the time when the government's trying to take it. Well, I mean, I, yeah, no, if you're a vict- if you are, uh, you know, occupying an evicted structure, then you essentially are a squatter at that point. OK, so if you if the cops show up toss and, Lauren Canario in jail over this oh, same thing, did, yeah, right. in, uh, in Connecticut uh, several years ago. So if, uh, you know, again, if eviction notices have been served and the, the time has come and the police show up and say, you know, you need to get out now or else you're under arrest for trespassing, criminal trespass. Wow. What what must yeah. it be like to be this man? I mean, he raised eight kids there. He right. owns his home. Why That's don't the agents thought. of the state just leave him alone? Well, they need their $600. 
Duvall has owned the Weld Street house since 1964. In his sworn court affidavit signed with an X, Duvall said Caleri or his daughter had to read his mail to him. But neither of them saw all the mail, said Caleri, who's been Duvall's attorney for at least 20 years, and he never saw letters the city said that it mailed to Duvall in 2009 as well as 2010. That is a nice thing that the, uh, the, the, the municipalities and the state has going for it. It says it mailed something to you. You say you didn't get it. And too bad. You just have it's tough. Yep. It's really all, all it comes down to. No other company uh, or organization has this ability, but they can just come take your house over it. That's how it works. Well, and, the mail never fails, Mark. I mean, every letter <laughs> gets delivered exactly to where it is supposed to arrive. They don't necessarily exactly the believe right that. They just don't care. <laughs> they just don't care. I want to talk about property taxes and where they come from, though. Sure. This is essentially the, the idea of a vassal pl- uh, paying homage to his liege. Uh, I mean, you know, this is a really old concept. It's serfdom. It, it really is. It's it's essentially serfdom. You know, the vassals. Uh, you know, the vassals had the people underneath them who you know owed a certain amount of their land. The the the, the you know the, uh, the whatever crops came off the land, they had to give a percentage to the 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 lord there, and the lord would go on up the line to the uh, the the dukes and the barons, and on 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 the way up to the king. I'm I mean, thinking a lot of ways. They had more freedom because they could do whatever they want with their property back then. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. More about uh, this gentleman's case. 89 years old, completely illiterate, facing eviction, over $632 in back taxes. 1-855-453. Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Here with you in the studio, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. Don't forget uh, freetalklive.com, the place to go. Lots of features. You can get interactive with other listeners there. We have a chat room built in the very same page as our webcam. Just go to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com to access all of that stuff. It's all for free. And don't forget that Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime, it's getting together with other people who think like you. People that love liberty. People that understand that in order to be free, you have to allow other people to be free as well. 
And so if you're willing to get together with other people that actually want to do something to achieve freedom, because it's one thing to talk and one thing to complain about all the problems out there in the world, it's a whole other thing to actually do. Uh, get together with other doers here in as part of the Free State Project. Go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about why we all moved here to New Hampshire. That's the reason we're all sitting in the same room together, because of the Free State Project. Again, freestateproject.org. Currently, uh, currently over 1,000 people are in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and over 11,000 have pledged to make the move. So you should be part of it if you love freedom and are willing to do something. freestateproject.org. We were talking uh, about this elderly gentleman, 89 years old. He's completely illiterate. He can't read. He can't write. And they have sent him tax notices, allegedly. Saying you owe us money. This is uh, this is in Ohio, I believe, where this is happening. Lang was it Lancaster? I think it was. Anyway, they sent him these uh, texts. Well, no, they they mentioned Lima at a different part of the uh, the article, but so they uh, they sent him these tax notices, and of course he can't read, so he <laughs> really wasn't quite aware of it. And he's had an attorney on board uh, with him for twenty years, kind of helping him handle things. Can't read, and, but it's got an attorney. And even the attorney, strange story. Even the attorney is saying that he's never seen any of these tax notices before, and he kind of handles some of uh, this elderly gentleman's mail. So no one seems to know exactly about where these notices were sent the city claims they sent them out uh but the you know the recipients are claiming they did not receive them well they're they're making fewer of these uh foreclosures based on um tax you know unpayment so do you think they're just trying to send some message to this guy or a message to the community or something like this isn't a lot of money and i imagine it had to go for a pretty long time before they decided to foreclose on this guy's house so is this like got to be three years of back taxes and it's only a couple hundred bucks so this has got to be some sort of message that they're sending right right this is uh the delinquent taxes from 2008 2009 so it has been just a few years since the bill was uh was due but i don't know if they're trying to send a message i mean usually these tax sales happen without any fanfare i mean the reason why this is getting press is because he's 89 years old and completely illiterate if they were sending this to the average uh tax dodgers house or whatever you want to call them tax freedom advocates house or just someone who hasn't paid uh then no one would really pay much attention to it i just don't get it i don't see what their point could be i mean their point is they want to take the house so they can sell it and make uh, their money back okay all right. Their point <laughs> is that makes more sense. You owe us a certain amount of money for having land in our given geographic area, and we demand it. If we let you get away with it, then everybody will, will get away with it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a poor, blind, illiterate old widow. We have to do this to everyone. So, from that perspective, yes, it is sending a message. But on the other now, they hand, have they have programs don't want to tell- a lot of times that will alleviate the tax burden for certain people, like elderly folks. But you have to fill out their paperwork in the right amount of time. Right. You know, oh well, that's you can only do that between March fifteenth and April seventh, um, and it has to be. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but now this is seeming a lot more to me like it's about the money. They they could make, you know, 600 bucks. 100,000. Well, no, not 600, but they could sell the house and then make tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? I think they Isn't, usually that take their goal? I, I I Okay, so in theory, tax sales the way they're supposed to work, and I'm no expert, so if you know more, please call in at 855-450-free. But the way they're supposed to work is when they take your house from you. Let's say you're the guy that owes the $600. All right, sure. Uh, they take your house from you. They say, all right, well, here's your eviction notice. you got to be out by this date. 
and then they uh, they sell it at uh, well, do they sell it before they evict you? Yeah, they have I feel some like sort of certain, auction. I, I, I imagine it probably. I, I would not think so. I mean, I would think that they would. You know, the person who gets it then has to finish the eviction. Comes with the sheriff. I don't know that part. I'm I'm not too clear on. But the basic concept is: once they sell the house, they pay you the remainder of the value. So well, let's say they sell the house for thirty thousand dollars. Because again, it's the state; they have no interest in selling it for the absolute highest possible price. So they're going to just take, you know, whoever bids at their little state auction. We've been to one of these things in the town of Palmer, Massachusetts. Pete, uh, Pete, Aaron, and I went to one of these tax sales, and we kind of heckled the uh, them to some extent while we were in there, and gave uh, some of the audience members a hard time for buying stolen houses. Uh, but uh, but it's, it's effectively, you are supposed to get paid whatever else is after what you supposedly owe. So if you owe $10,000 in taxes, su- mm-hmm. supposedly owe, if you owe this money to the government, then they take the first ten grand from the sale and you are supposed to be cut a check for the remainder. I follow. All yeah. right. Well, they just hope- need their 600 bucks, Derek. Well, yeah. Can't let anybody get away with this. I hope this guy makes them in. And and you're right. It is about, uh, to some extent, there is a message being sent. But on the other hand, it's a message they don't necessarily want to advertise too widely because they don't want really people to see them kicking an 89-year-old man out of their home. Well, They want homeowners to be afraid. Not. They want homeowners to be afraid of this, but they also don't want to necessarily put it on the front page. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so back to the story here. This is his attorney. Says if I had known of the foreclosure action, I would have borrowed the money from friends and family and paid the taxes. Uh, adding that he did so, uh, depositing fourteen hundred dollars with his attorney within days of receiving the eviction notice. Caleri declined to make Duval or his daughter available for interviews, uh, given the ongoing litigation. The city claims that his property was subject to tax foreclosure six times previously, but Duval cleared up the late taxes each time. In the past, according to his attorney, city workers would alert Duval of approaching due dates when he went to city hall to make his cash payments, calling him by his first name. But when he stopped in to pay in January 2010, nobody had told him. Him, the city had filed for foreclosure and that he could lose his house if he didn't settle the delinquent amount within the next two months. He was among 108 city tax foreclosures that year. The city entered the minimum bid of $2,449 to assure it acquired Duvall's house at a foreclosure sale on March 19, 2010. The total bill included the original $632 in delinquent taxes as well as unpaid 2009 and 10 taxes, a delinquent water bill, and foreclosure fees. When it all started, Duvall's house was assessed at $25,700. The property has I was since wondering been, how little this thing must be worth. The property has since been reassessed for $3,700, according to records. Records. The city's They're going to take a guy's $3,700 house over 600 bucks. That's right. Unconscionable. The city is not no longer levying taxes on the property. Not no longer, it says here. That's a confusing way to write things. Levying taxes on the property, and officials cannot collect rent while the courts sort out who is the rightful owner. None of the alleged criminal or neighborhood menace allegations shows up in court filings, but the city notes those when explaining its stance, and it attributes the court-ordered stay... Uh, barring the city from taking the property when explaining how it is that the city took title two years ago to what it claims is a drug house and has failed to shut it down. 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the city has claimed ownership of this thing basically since 2010. And it's just been kind of held up in the courts uh, ever since then. 855-450-FREE, you can take control here a little more about this, and of course you can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free number here for you to take control of the airwaves is 855-453. Maybe you've got experience with tax sales. Maybe you've been the unfortunate victim of a governmental foreclosure on your home because you didn't give them what they were demanding. Or maybe you know somebody who has been in that situation. Sure would love to hear your story at 855-453. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. A lot of features are there. You can enjoy them. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Yep, SACL CAI has uh, donated their live read to antiwar.com. Keep peace on top. Antiwar.com needs your support. Double your donation value with matching funds. uh, Give to antiwar.com's pledge drive. You just go to antiwar.com slash donate, or you can call their number. It's uh, 323-512-7095. It's 323-512-7095. Donate today, antiwar.com. Peace. They do a great job of keeping an eye on all things war-related around the globe. It's a a really comprehensive website. It is. I'm glad we have it as a news source. Yeah, absolutely. So 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. Still telling you about an 89-year-old man who is looking at losing his home. He's lived in there uh, for decades, raised his eight children there, and he's completely illiterate. So he can't read, he can't write. When the city uh, sent but he's got a lawyer. tax notices, well, he needs someone to do his reading for him. Strange. When the city sent him uh, tax notices saying, hey, you owe us this money, and if you don't pay, we're going to take your house from you, uh, he says he didn't get it. And the lawyer says he hasn't seen them either. Normally, when the man goes into City Hall to make his occasional payments that he makes on these taxes, which he pays in cash, and he tries to make as many payments as he as he can, uh, but he's usually always behind the ball, or so it seems, uh, they would normally inform him as to what's going on with the status of his property. But in this case, no one told him anything. And the judges, I guess, were split 3-2 on this decision. And it really – this is something I kind of wondered from way back. When I was young and I had to fill out taxes in order to get my, uh, my income tax return, I, you know, I started working when I was 15 years old for mm-hmm. cash. I actually started working at 12, but I got paid basically in comic books. Uh, I worked at a, at a magazine store. You know, I was happy with that deal. <laughs> it's not like I had to pay rent or anything. Sure. But I started getting cash when I was 15 years old, and I had to start – Filling out their 1040EZ form. Oh, it's awful. Which, that's relatively easy compared to, you know, all these other things. But it was hard, and it was confusing. And by the way, when you do fill that thing out, you're paying the most you can possibly pay. Hmm. And the, you know, so what I asked myself when I was doing this is, what do they do with dum-dums? I mean, well, those forms are still pretty difficult and they confusing. Are. They are. Yeah, absolutely. But what, you know, I mean, there are people in this world that work that per, their IQ is, say, sub 80. Mm-hmm. How do these people operate? I, I supposedly have a high IQ, at least that's what they told me when I was growing up. And I, my brain hurts when I look at those tax forms. I can't. 
it's very hard for me to process it. Well, to some extent, it's uh, it's it's based on uh, desire too. I mean, you don't want to, but you know, I mean, this guy can't read. Chances are, he's not real sharp. Um, you know, I mean, right. what's it? You've got to know how to do these things. You know, I mean, you get a piece of paper in the mail. What is the what? What? Why is it incumbent upon you to act? I mean, you know, they have men with guns. Lots of people you. take, you know, if you get a credit card thing in the mail, you know, it's a credit card thing. You just toss it. Never right. even open it. People say they do this all the time. Right. What obligation do you have to open up their mail in the first place? Right. I mean, what obligation do you have? That's a great point, because that's that's what's most mysterious about this for me is I would think this guy, if he has a lawyer helping him take care of mail, mm-hmm. this would not happen. I mean, is the state really going to insist that the the letter was sent when there's a lawyer taking care of this old man? I mean, it's what they're saying. Why wouldn't he be able to stop making payments if they own his house since 2010? You you would think he would be able to just stop paying for a few years or save it up and and pay it down at once or something. So now this is interesting because it says here that the city entered a minimum bid of two thousand four hundred forty nine dollars to assure it acquired Duvall's house at a foreclosure foreclosure sale and obviously the city was the one that did acquire it so no one else bid in that it sounds like no one else bid on it so it spent two thousand dollars in order to buy the house that it was selling to get 600 bucks it's it's weird isn't it it's crazy it's all so bizarre and now it probably didn't spend all that money but well but remember the total bill included the original 632 dollars in delinquent taxes from 0809, as well as unpaid 0910 taxes, plus a delinquent water bill and foreclosure fees. So that's fees. probably what that $2,449 is, is all of the total of everything that he so-called owed to the city at that point. And so the city then... All the fees that they came up with. Right, exactly. So then the city bids the amount of the owed money on the house... Okay, and so remember, Derek, you had asked how this all works, and yeah. what I'd explained to you was, if you had a house that's got value, if this were a two hundred thousand dollar house, maybe someone else would have bid on this. Maybe it would have been bid up to twenty grand instead of two thousand bucks. In which case, then they should have cut this old man a check after taking out their twenty five hundred dollars in fees. But since no one else bid, the city bid the minimum bid, which was the amount to cover all the fees. They covered all the fees to themselves, and now they own the property outright. So if they turn around now and sell the property at whatever auction anything they make above that twenty four hundred dollars is theirs to keep so Ah. they will make so the way it's set up now the way they since they own the house now as soon as they sell this thing even for ten thousand dollars they quadruple their money yes but they sold it at two thousand they put in a minimum bid nobody put in a bid higher i mean this house has been reassessed to thirty seven hundred dollars and the chances are good this is just another situation like detroit or memphis where they've got these you know crappy houses houses. where they're just they're worth nothing and they can't unload them I well, think you're right about that. I, I like to try and stay positive, but this is such a tragic story. I, I, the only good I can see coming from this is that people will say, gosh, this this is wrong, and that they will start to question whether or not they're going to uh, pay this city. Well, you know, I, if his neighbors say, gosh, you have done something wrong, city of, what is it, Rochester? Or I think what, so, yeah, Rochester or something like that. Well, I, I would like to see some members of the community stop paying that criminal gang because that's clearly what it is when they come and take your house and then say they're going to sell it for whatever they want. I totally wish that people would do that, and I, I hope that someday we'll see that here in New Hampshire. Maybe we'll see it somewhere else sooner, but uh, 
we just don't have the, the people that are willing to take the, this risk. I mean, most people that are homeowners don't want to put that asset on the line, or you know, I guess some would call a, ho- a house a liability, depending on how you look at it. But they wouldn't want to put that. The property uh, is an asset. The yeah. uh, house is a liability. But with property taxes, I mean, the way they are now, I, I think that one can is it's beginning to become that even the land is a liability. Everything's a liability. No longer are these things assets, and they used to be considered that. And really, it all boils down to everybody else's stinking kids. Let's talk to Warren, who is in a different Rochester, this one in New York. Warren, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. uh, How are you guys doing? Hey, Warren. What's on your mind tonight? Hi. um, I live in Rochester, and I just see, like, uh, we have a really, really high foreclosure rate. I don't know too much about... So is this Rochester, New York? Because I'm sorry, I thought thought it might have been Ohio. Uh, Yeah, I think I saw it in the newspaper the other day. Oh, okay. uh, So so you're actually there. I'm the same thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was thinking the same thing you guys were, like, it's robbery, you know, this guy's been there for so long. I'm curious why his lawyer wasn't taking care of that, you know, for him, the taxes all those years. And uh, with all the foreclosures here, it seems like what you were just saying, that they're going around buying all the properties for as cheap as they can. And uh, he happens to live in an area where it just turns into, I don't know what you'd consider it, a hood or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it's, it's crazy, like, every... I don't want to say every other house as an exaggeration, but like every other house is like for sale, foreclosed, how people getting kicked out. And we have an Occupy movement up here that does free the land or something like Mm. that. But um, when you say it just turns into the hood, do you mean he's on the fringe of the hood or do you mean that this area has moved from sort of a, uh, you know, a working class neighborhood down to a less than working class neighborhood? I haven't lived here my entire life, but I would think more of the second. Well, both things. Uh, East Main Street um, separates the city, and uh, on the left-hand side, it's more of a cultural district. Once you pass that East and, like, Main Warren, Street. if you want to stick with us here, you can tell us more about what's going on there in Rochester. I was confused because it, it mentioned Lima, and I presumed it was Ohio, but there is a Lima, New York. So this is definitely Rochester, New York. I've verified that now. More coming up, Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site uh, for, for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find links to Amazon there for different countries. You click in the right Amazon for you, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase price. So you get the stuff you're normally looking for over at Amazon, and there are dozens of categories, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items, and a huge selection. You're getting the same Amazon experience you're used to. It's just you're entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. Start your shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop. .freetalklive.com, a story out of Rochester, New York, uh, where they are trying to take, or they have taken, excuse me, they successfully stole from an 89-year-old man his home, uh, but yet they have uh, been unable to evict him at this point. They're still in the process of going through whatever legal 
things that are necessary to evict someone from their own home, uh, which the city now claims that it owns since it sold it at a foreclosure or a tax sale uh, back in 2010. So this uh, situation still has yet to uh, resolve. And according to the city government bureaucrats, they say that they can't go onto that property, they can't evict people. Quote, we can't do anything until this thing goes up the legal chain of command. That's according to the head of the city council, Ms. Warren. Police, however, have gone to the residence 67 times over the past five years, records show. More than a third of those specifically for drug activity. The number of calls for services down dramatically for 2010 and 2011. Uh, and uh, Duvall has never mentioned, this is the old man, has never mentioned repeated police visits, according to the attorney. Questioning why the city hasn't brought a criminal or nuisance case if the problem truly is his client's house. It's almost as though what the lawyer suggesting here is the city keeps suggesting that there's all this drug activity, but yet no one's ever been charged with anything. Uh, so therefore, they're just doing this to try to make him look bad. They're, they're doing this to try to justify in, in the minds of those who might be watching, right? Because they're not exactly going to tout this from the rooftops that they're taking an old man's house, but it is, it is getting press. So they have to have a story, right? Well, there's a drug house. It's okay that we're taking it from this 89-year-old man who can't read or write. It's a drug house. And right. who they know by name when he goes into the, uh, you know, the, the town offices there. Right. Well, office. I'm sure they're very friendly to him when he's paying them. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I, I, the fact that they're alleging this is a drug house is so laughable. It, it just boggles my mind because a lot of uh, 89-year-olds are drug pushers. Well, who right? knows? I mean, he may have tenants in another part of the house that could be involved with something like that. It's not made clear if it's a, a single-family home or a multifamily. But all that said, no charges have been brought against anybody, as the lawyer's pointing out here. So they're just saying these things to besmirch this man. Wow. They don't actually have a case. It's just like when they call us uh, harassing for singing songs outside of the the courthouse. They say that's you know harassment, but we've never been convicted of harassing. They probably have more to, uh, to convict you on harassment than they do for this guy. And agents of the state can't be held for libel or slander, I would imagine. I bet you'd be very alleging. difficult to hold them for, um, accountable for that. So uh, a little bit more here, right back into uh, your phone calls. Duvall has uh, never mentioned repeated police visits. The attorney said that uh, a spokesman for the mayor said officials are considering multiple options. City officials said they want to ensure that the old man has a safe and logical place to go if it comes to that. If it comes to that. I wonder if they've made him a comfortable new home in the Rochester House of Corrections. Well, that probably that would be if they that if he refused to leave the house upon uh, the actual eviction. It's six hundred stinking dollars for a house worth thirty. Thirty seven hundred bucks. I mean, you know, if they just didn't say anything to anyone, no one would have ever and just known. let it slide. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is nothing money. I mean, when you're talking about a school district, what's 600 bucks to them? You can't supply a classroom with textbooks for that. You can't. Right, they, they can't it's, it's chump change. When you're talking about the government, they can't put in a new pencil sharpener for 600 bucks. This is a city of over 200,000 people. And city officials say that they want him to have a safe and logical place to go if it comes to that. And that's translation. The translation for if it comes to that means when we kick this old man out of the house. Because they don't want to you know, have him show up on the streets uh, you know, sleeping in a car cardboard box in downtown Rochester. Because that'd be a terrible follow-up story for them. They claim to have offered help to connect him with elderly assistance providers, but Duvall, through his family, has declined. The head of the city council, Ms. Warren, says, I don't look at it like the city's picking on Mr. Duvall. It's an unfortunate situation. 
Yeah. You know, these people look at their actions as if they're just the course of Mother Nature or something, right. as if nobody's responsible. That's just the way things go. It's so I'm so sorry this had to happen to you, Mr. Duvall. Does I, she not see her connection with what's happening to this man? Can she just totally write this off? Like she says, yes, they I don't can. look at it. Like she says, I don't look at it like the city's picking on Mr. Duvall. We all look at it like that because that's what's exactly what's happening. They're picking on an 89-year-old illiterate man. They're but picking on just, everybody, and this 89-year-old illiterate man is a nice guy to uh, point out You right. know just how unfair this crap is. You don't owe these people anything. They're not doing anything that you asked them to do. I don't want them to pick up my trash i don't want them to take care of their the these roads i don't want them to uh, you know make sure that poor kids get to school i'd like to be able to put my money where i think that it's spent best i believe that private charities can do better than sending kids to school i believe that private companies can do a better job taking care of the roads and thank you very much i'll let people compete for my business when it comes to picking up my trash i do not want and i do not need these city bureaucrats who believe that nobody is responsible for their own actions this this uh, excuse was used in the nuremberg trials and i'm sorry you know nobody likes to see it all brought up but this was the same excuse that the nazis used when they were just following orders warren's back in rochester in the city in question here 108 city foreclosures last year so warren you'd heard already the news about these foreclosures happening but this was the first you'd heard of this uh, 89 year old man or did you say you saw the news about this Oh, I saw the news about it in the newspaper. I was more um, curious that my question was, um, with a lot of the banks, smaller banks going out of business that loan these people the money originally, not that that's the case for here, but like, how do they then go and for take public money and stuff like that back that they receive through TARP and stuff like that, and the smaller banks, they shut them down? I don't and, know if I understand your question. Can you run up by me one more time? They, um... I guess a lot of smaller banks did a lot of uh, giving out a lot of loans for houses here in Rochester, Mm -hmm. and they went out of business because this isn't the first situation I've heard like this. But then the city goes and tries to get the houses. How are they able to do that if a smaller business went out of business? How is a bank able to – how is the city able to get a a house that was formerly owned by a bank that has gone out of business? Right. How well, does doesn't another bank normally pick up the assets of uh, of a bank that is has gone under? Uh, like I said, I'm not positive on all those things, but didn't weren't these banks uh, didn't they receive TARP? And probably not a smaller bank. They probably didn't receive TARP. And chances are, if they're insured by the FDIC, and every bank is, um, then the government then decides what goes what happens with the assets and, and that kind of thing. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. Uh, hey, thanks I really for the call, Warren. I appreciate hearing from you. All if you hear anything more about this 89-year-old man, please uh, give us a call and fill us in because we may or may not notice the, the follow-up story if it gets printed. So I'd appreciate hearing an update if you get a chance. All right. For sure. Thanks, Warren. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I would think that when a bank uh, – goes out of business that the the federal government or the federal reserve or whoever handles that fdic uh that they have some sort of process to either assign the assets or have a, a bidding uh for for the assets by other banks yeah if they're going out of business the the you know the, they they owe money and they have assets they have liabilities 
uh, if you know, if, if the worst case scenario, the people that uh, to whom they owe the money, the liabilities, uh, are going to want those assets, um, and you know, likely those people that owe money are somehow you know owed through organizations rather than just individuals, and so that's 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 where it goes. I mean, if it is individuals that end up with these loans, they sell the loans to somebody who can actually service them properly. My gosh, it's so confusing. No wonder this poor old man was so. Uh you know, delinquent on his payments. I mean, what would you do if this was your grandpa? I mean, would would you well, occupy this man's house on the day of eviction, or what, what's the best thing? Just pay well, off the criminal. That's gang? where the that's where the city's story gets really, really, really shifty, because the lawyer here said I would have paid for his mortgage. I would have made this happen mm-hmm. if I would have just known about it. And the guy's got an attorney. He clearly has some standing in the community. I mean, you know, if people had known, I mean, he pay, he pays when he's told to. It sounds like the city just dropped the ball sending him information. They claim to have sent it, but they don't have any. How did how would they get any proof? Right. They don't usually send them certified mail. I don't want anything sent certified mail. I mean, for God's sakes, if they're trying to chase me around town certified mail, they're going to have a heck of a time. I mean, they used to the, the 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 county where I used to live would send everything certified so that you couldn't say you didn't get it. They'd put this little pink thing in your box. Then I have to take off time of, from work. I got go- sent something that was uh, sent with a little slip, and I just ignored it. If you wait long enough, they send it back to the the sender. You don't have to go and pick that stuff up. That doesn't mean that uh, you're not responsible for what's ever in it. Look what happened to this poor guy. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want. Hour 2 next, Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, They are free. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Derek J. And Mark. And uh, still to come, uh, an update on the anonymous, uh, the hacktivists. Apparently, some of them have been busted uh, ostensibly by the FBI. We'll give you an, uh, details and an update on that situation. Mm-hmm. But first, we go to the phones and your thoughts. Nick is in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey, what's on uh, your mind? Two weeks ago, Derek asked me whether it should be okay to hand out information on so-called public property without having to ask permission if public property is going to exist at all. Even back when I was a Democrat, I understood public property as being shorthand for government property. The government owns and operates the property toward the service of the public and is owned by them only in the sense that they are allowed to petition the government to operate that public property differently. So the problem I see is that because it's a different meaning of the word own in the first place from what voluntarists understand, to even say, quote, if public property should exist, concedes the premise because, quote, if public property should exist, is equivalent in our language to saying, if the government owns the property. And according to voluntarist principles, if the government truly owns that property, then going on it without permission is trespass. 
The way I understand public property in voluntary terms is the same as if the mafia stole protection money from you and then spent that money to build a new mafia indoctrination camp to train the next generation of mafia mm. victims. So but ethically speaking, the mafia huh? claims that you have the right to freedom to assemble and the right to freedom uh, of speech. So how does the mafia manage to, you know, uh, you know, make that work? In practice, they don't, but uh, if, if it were truly their property, then they can change their mind whenever they want. That's what ownership of the property means. So reneging on their agreement has no, um, has no uh, ethical implications, you might say. It's not a, it's not a voluntarist crime to, to renege on an agreement, uh, except through uh, prop, uh, title transfer uh, as expressed by... Uh, Stephen Kinsella's uh, treatise on property rights that I can't remember the name of. So you um, think you I def- hear what you're saying, uh, Nick, in Illinois, is, uh, that if the government owns the property, they make the rules. Is that right? Right. Okay. Right. I mean, so, that, that I follow. And they so, can ignore the first set of rules, which is the Constitution, is what you're saying? So maybe in, <laughs> instead of handing out literature to these students and uh, pretending like I have the freedom to peaceably assemble or uh, have free speech then perhaps I could be liberating these students or something, opening the windows and doors and saying, come on out, guys, you're free. No more mafia indoctrination camp. All right, so Clearly some speaking, of them won't follow you. <laughs> so ethically speaking, I think it falls under the same classification as the goods that a thief buys with stolen money. From there on, I don't know exactly what the best thing to do is because I don't spend a lot of time wondering how one divvies up rightful ownership of a thief's ill-gotten goods. But my instinct tells me that the best way to go about it would be for a market-based dispute resolution organization to render a judgment on the issue before we all start acting like we can do what we want with government-owned property. Well, how would a market-based dispute resolution organization be able to have jurisdiction over government property? Well, in order to do that, you have to get a critical mass of people and the the Free State Project. That's the answer. I see. So you're kind of talking (laughs) into the future of, you know, what could happen if we get away from this monopoly governmental system that we currently have today. So, so Nick, I get where you're coming from. If the government government was a private entity, um, you know, that didn't claim that you had the right to peaceably assemble, because if you have the right to peaceably assemble, you must have the right to peaceably assemble somewhere, because they can't give the right to peaceably assemble elsewhere. On private property. Because they really don't have any jurisdiction over that. There shouldn't have any jurisdiction Right. You don't have the right to peaceably assemble in my backyard. So if you don't have the right to peaceably assemble, say, uh, you know, they can decide where, and some places will honestly tell you, no, you cannot, you know, you cannot pick it at the the city hall. You cannot pick it at the courthouse. You cannot pick it anywhere. We will give you a place that you can pick it out in the freaking woods in a park. Uh, You know, uh, they really, really have done this. I mean, they have gone so far as to make a three by three box, um, you know, spray painted on the ground. Mm in a wooded in the woods in a park and that's where they say okay assemble here speak here and that really does undermine this silly document that they they put together 250 some or so years ago uh you know called it the foundation of law and you know people believed it i certainly did for a period of time you know so i i get where you're coming from but i mean you know there's uh, they, they've got this this paradox that they have to deal with. I know it, it is a paradox, and that's why I say the the best 
not buy into that paradigm at all by saying uh, if public property should exist. But don't we have to show people, Nick? Don't we have to say, uh, hey? Yes. Now, that, that's, um, the, the issue that, that I have there is that, so from what I understand is that when you do chalking or when you do, you know, you act like you own a piece of public property, mm-hmm. I feel like the message that you're really wanting to convey is that, uh, is that you're trying to get people riled up and getting people to understand that this public property doesn't uh, that this public property concept doesn't work because look if i really own this property then i should be able to do what i want on it you don't like what i'm doing so then maybe you should abolish the institution of public property in the first place yeah, i don't know if I, I don't know if i really come at it from that perspective i mean i think that's all true uh, but when i'm talking i just want to get a message out yeah exactly i mean I feel that way. You've answered my question uh, from two weeks ago, Nick in Illinois, about the freedom to hand out literature on government property. But my goal in doing that activism isn't to show that it's forbidden. I'm interested in getting liberty literature into the hands of young people. Right. So oh. do, you have, do you have any suggestions there? If I can't do it at uh, <laughs> on government property, then well, how you, am I supposed can, to do this? Well, you can, but but then that brings into questions of um, you know what are the consequences of that and how. Well, we've already found out really, it's a trespass but, notice. Yeah. I mean, we're Derek well, and I are banned from the local uh, high school middle school. Yeah. So well, you, you've seen how that goes. Uh, I don't I don't have that many answers, but I know that there's a lot more wrong ways to do it than right ones. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for the call, Nick. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Uh, you know, we are continuing to do the uh, the middle school and high school outreach here, uh, despite the fact that it is a relatively controversial form of activism. With the students. With Controversial with the students, controversial within the liberty movement, controversial within the community. Yeah, I just wonder whether you guys are just holding on because it seems like the right thing to do is to hold on, you know? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Well, when a bully, from my experience in school with bullies, the the wrong thing to do is to cower to them and and to you know show Who's that the bully, the, the, the bully is the men with guns who came and detained me for being on government property, handing out literature, and that well, video is exercising up, by the way. my free speech. I don't think we mentioned this last week because I think you put it up after you were on last week. But that video, the most recent school outreach video, where what you were just describing, you were detained and uh, prevented from leaving. Uh, by these agents with uh, with the guns that uh, that video is up at freekeen.com also I presume over at livefreeyourdance.com that's correct yeah yeah that's worth a watch it's a really uh, if you haven't seen the other ones you should see the other 3 as well that uh, that we that we've done to get kind of a perspective and the full picture of what's gone on with the, these outreach programs that we've been doing but uh, it's, it's particularly outrageous what happens right and since it's such a controversial um statement or such a controversial type of activism i've also included links to the raw footage so you can see everything that happened there's no editing tricks so you can see for yourself whether or not you think what i'm doing should uh, land me in a cage so uh there's been obviously a lot of critique about this sort of activism it's just for listeners that maybe don't know what we're talking about uh derek jay and myself and some other folks including kelly voluntarist one of the other bloggers at freekeen.com have been going to local middle and high schools here uh, in the Keene, new hampshire area Actually, it's been going on off and on for the last two or three years, uh, these sorts of middle and high school outreaches. And uh, recently, there's been a real cold reception at one of the, at one of the schools, more so than, than the rest of them. And it seems like there's a, a crew of uh, popular students that is sort of leading this, this charge against us. Well, there are also announcements over their loudspeakers telling them not to have, receive this literature. Really? 
All right, more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And some people believe this is the wrong approach. But my question is, how do you approach young people? What's the best way? It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, and the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there. We've got archives. In fact, they go back for years. You can go all the way back to late 2006 and download as many as you would like, completely free, at freetalklive.com. If you've ever been in a situation where, you know, you thought that you ought to take something to court and then you didn't because a lawyer is just so expensive, you should check out Jurisdictionary.com. Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys or people that do have attorneys that need to check up on what their attorneys are doing. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. You need to know how to, to move the court, how to get evidence, um, you know, all these things that uh, object. I mean, you know, and the grounds for objecting. If you don't know this stuff, you're fighting in the dark um, and, you know, you're going to get run right over. Until you know those rules, um, that's what's going to happen. For It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts all over America. And in many, fact, many places around the world that use the English common law system costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. This is what you should have learned in civics in high school. But they don't teach you this stuff there. Jurisdictionary.com. They've got all kinds of free tools for you on the website. When you buy... Uh, make sure that you use the pull-down menu at Jurisdictionary.com to mention Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right. So we've kind of gotten into it. Uh, coming up, though, we're going to explain uh, – or Derek J is going to tell us about how Bender, a character from a cartoon, has apparently won an election. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to uh, the details on that here in a little bit. But we've gotten uh, d- into a discussion about some of the activism that's been going on here uh, but with you and I, Derek J. Actually, we've been going out to the local schools and doing some outreach, uh, flyering. We've got banners and you know waving at folks as they're getting out of school and trying to share with them the ideas of liberty because I feel like, you know, I would have appreciated that uh, if I were a, a young person. I would have appreciated a video on YouTube that makes uh, the principal or allows the principal to show himself as uh, as a jackball uh, in this particular case. He was very rude. He was uh, obnoxious in your face and uh, trying to make us sound like we were the bad guys when in point of fact all we were doing was just offering some, some free information to young people as they were getting out of school. But- you were on school property. That's right. I was on public, uh, what I believe to be public Just property make that sure I know that for a fact understand that I paid for. This- uh, public property that I know for a fact that I paid for because I pay property taxes. Right. So I feel like if I pay for the property, I should I should be able to be there. Um, so there's some you know sort of some critique about this, and it comes from kind of different perspectives. But one of them is that uh, you know that we should be leaving these kids alone, especially they say uh, the critics at the middle school. And recently, we were at the uh, the Keene Middle School. This is now we're not 
quite yet banned from Keene Middle School. We've been told not to go on the campus, but they haven't issued us a, a no trespass order like they have at this uh, at this other school. And the most recent uh, video from this is the crossing guard video that you posted <laughs> just a couple days ago, Derek J, over at uh, freekeen.com. Also, Live For Your uh, Dance? Yes, it's also at liveforyourdance.com. Liveforyourdance.com. You don't want to miss this one because it's pretty amusing. And what's amusing about it is how she behaves. Uh, All you did was stand there with your video camera. You approached where she was, which was where you were going to be handing out information. So she just happened to be in the same place as you. It's not like you went there to harass her or anything like that. And you have a video camera with you for your protection. And as a member of the media, the supposedly free media, I think that you believe it's your right to record government officials to to hold them accountable. That's right. In this case, you were simply recording and you said hello in a very nice uh, manner to this woman. And she turns around, yells at you, no! And she she's just comes straight at you with her stop sign and basically swings the stop sign at you and then proceeds to hit your camera with her hand, her other hand. Jeez. I, I saw all of this happen because I was on another part of the parking lot walking a different direction, but I happened to see this all go down. So I made a beeline for it and, and you know, began asking this lady questions about, you know, what she what does she think she's doing? I mean, she just assaulted Derek. And uh, she says, I don't care as they tend to say up, up here with their uh, New England accents. And she just she was unapologetic. She just didn't care because she probably knew she wouldn't get in trouble for it. Um, but, th- of course, the critics are saying that we're picking on an old lady. It's absurd to me that anyone could watch that video and say that I'm picking on her. I'm standing well out of this woman's path, and she comes at me swinging for saying hello. I, well, I suppose she had a problem with there being a camera, but she never mentioned that until after she was hitting me. So I I don't know. I like to ask people's permission before I film if they're just a member of the public. Mm-hmm. But this woman happened to be wearing a badge that That's said right. Keen Police on it. And I know that it is my right to film public officials in public during the course of their official duties. And this woman is no exception. I think she should be held to a a higher standard than any other member of the public because she wears that badge. I tend to agree with you there, but the critics are saying that uh, because she's an old lady and because she's a crossing guard, that uh, what we did with the two of us was, uh, was completely out of line. We shouldn't have done any of those things. Shouldn't have recorded her, shouldn't have questioned her, should have just left her alone. Well, then I don't know what to say to that except that she should contain the photons that bounce off of her face. (laughs) What's that mean? Well, it means they wouldn't reach the lens of the camera, that's all. I mean, there's nothing she can do to help... Uh, stop someone from from filming out in public. I, I really don't think violence is the answer. They, in that she situation. wanted to go work for the police department, and you know we've you know, activists all over the country have worked very hard to uh, you know have the right to film the police inside of their duties. I, you know, I mean, I don't see why a, a crossing guard was being filmed, but you didn't. I mean, tell me again. Now you were not intending to film her, but what what happened? I was just there getting some B roll. You know, I would like to have when I'm making my videos some shots of the school, some shots of the school sign, maybe some uh, kids walking away in a pack. And uh, part of the B roll was to have the crossing guard there. So I was getting about five, ten seconds of footage max. That's what I, all I was looking for. But I, I said hello in an attempt to be cordial. 
cordial and with a woman wow, who has she, not been cordial in the past she's been rude before okay that's right so she, the, you had that an expectation to some extent that that was coming up all right well i didn't have any no, expectation no that idea. violence was going to happen i thought that maybe she would say uh hey i don't like you or, or so, yeah, something I or like i don't that. want to talk to you or something right yeah, but no she but, attacks you yeah and then in a revealing uh move she when her supervisor comes over says don't mention my name so she she clearly wanted to hide her identity. Uh, I like the part this. where she said something like, "If I wanted to hurt you, I would have." That's also she swung pretty a, she, she swung a stop sign at you. Yeah. I, well, that's the tool that she's supposed to be using to keep kids safe, and instead she's using it as a tool to uh, batter members of the public, the the supposedly free media. Which, by the way, I find pretty offensive. The idea that middle schoolers need a crossing guard in the first place. Really, you're 11, 12, 13 years old, and you can't cross the street without someone holding your hand or someone stopping the cars for you really yeah you know 20 uh, let's let's call it uh, 40 or 50 years ago these uh, the same kids going to school would have been carrying guns right. uh, you know shoot, <laughs> shooting food on the way to school i, I mean I, you can't cross it. I remember when I was a young uh, child, one of the things my parents taught me very, very, you know, they're very serious about this, was that when you come to a roadside, you look both ways and you do it at least twice. And, you know, that way you know for sure that it's safe to cross. I learned that at probably age five, you know, or earlier. And we've got kids in middle school that they're they're being trained that they're just little babies and they, they need to have a crossing guard. I find that offensive. Toll-free number here is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What do you think? Is this wrong to uh, film an elderly cross? In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line 1855 450 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there, uh, so enjoy those. And the features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See them there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. The state owns the land. But they don't own the water. To be free today, you'd need a boat. Not just any boat, a life yacht. The life yacht is the concept of a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a four-wheel drive car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. To be involved... Is all you need. It's a thousand bucks and the commitment of as little as eight months. Go check them out at ericsoncouncil.com. It's ericsoncouncil.com. Uh, you can also go to freetalklive.com and uh, the banner's right there. It's got a little sailboat um, picture on it. ericsoncouncil.com. 
All right, so 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. We uh, are kind of reflecting on some recent developments in the continuing school outreach project that's been going on here in uh, in King, New Hampshire, where Derek J. and I and some other activists have been uh, out and about at various local schools, from the high school to the middle school, uh, and getting a variety of reactions. Uh, of course, many people look at this and they say that this is wrong, that you shouldn't be approaching people's uh, children, that it's uh, that you, you know you're trying to propagandize them, and yeah. Absolutely. Uh, But then again, they're getting eight hours a day of propaganda from the government school. So why is it such a big deal when we're there once a month offering some information? That's apparently that's offensive to some people, but it's not offensive that the government's there indoctrinating them eight hours a day, five days per week. So there's that point. And then in addition to that, some people are saying that it's just it's just plain wrong to target young people at all. Like, I, you know, these people should be persona non grata. They should be off your radar. You shouldn't be uh, attempting to reach them, period, because there's something creepy about it and there's something wrong with it. Well, I can see, you know, in today's culture, there people are really weird about kids. Um, there's there's no doubt about it. But, you know, wh- what I would say, what my critique is, is this isn't working. I mean, at one point you guys were, you know, define working. Uh, apparently, you're getting a lot of backlash from the people that you're trying to propagandize. From some of the people Not that all we're of them reaching though. out to. There, there have been positive comments as well, and I, I've, like Ian, if I were in high school, I would want to be receiving this information. I wish I had back then, but you know, even if 500 of my classmates said, "I don't want you here," well. I still appreciate that they're here, and I still appreciate the information, so I, I would think want it's to still know. worth it. If I were in that high school and I saw this going on, I'd want to know what that's all about. I would want to know why the popular kids think it's a bad idea. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know who the popular kids are or anything like that. But well, it's, we do. You know, the, the goal here is to win hearts and minds. So if you've got most of the adults and most of the kids that, um, you know, this isn't working, maybe there's a better plan. Now, I've recommended to you guys to set up a tutoring program where you would have the opportunity to, you know, talk to these kids and get your ideas out. But you don't want anything to do with that. I mean, what could they say? You, you know, you've got all kinds of accolades for participating in the what was the the the, the nighttime watch uh, operation. They have a, a graduation event, project graduation, project graduation. Some liberty activists go and and uh, volunteer, there. trying to work within the school. I mean, they do have opportunities for. Well, I have reached out to the local school, one of the high the high school at which we are not banned uh, at this point, and have uh, requested information regarding how to do counter recruiting on campus. So to bring uh, adults on campus, pre- preferably ones who've been in the military, uh, to do some counter recruiting at the same time that the military guys have their table. And I think it'd be great if that ends up panning out but prior to hearing that that would that was even a possibility i didn't know what to, you know the best way to reach young people was so i figured well let's go where we can reach the most of them in the shortest period of time i mean tutoring is a fine idea but then you're only connecting with one person at a time in a tutoring situation it's much more time intensive and uh you know i don't know if i'm an expert at any of the topics that are being taught so i don't know how you know effective of a tutor i would be in those cases um, but, you know, in this case, this is literally hundreds of, of students in a 10 or 15 minute period as they go to the buses and get in their cars and they, they take off. It seems like one of the highest concentrations of, uh, of numbers of people that you can possibly reach. Are you just handing the same stuff out to them every no, time? No, there's different things, different things. And obviously we've got banners that we can hold and signs that can be waved and things like that. But this is the, the perspective of the, the critics. And I'm, the critics I'm talking about are the ones within the liberty movement who are, are saying these things. And they're saying similar things to that. Well, 
people don't like what you're doing. Most people don't like it. And that's the thing is I don't know if it's most people. And I don't know if it really matters if it's most people. No, I don't I don't think it matters at all. I mean, to to Mark's point earlier, that I think it is working. And I pointed out the gun in the room when I was detained. For the the kids who saw me uh get detained by two costumed people with guns, they got to see what happens when a person acts as if he's free. And I think that's worth it. I mean, I'm <laughs> Why not bring that? Maybe it teaches to them the to, to it teaches the, them not to act like they're free. Well, I think one of the things it did do for the for the more obedient children, it showed it was a real show. So what we're talking about is where Derek J was detained by the school buses. You can go to liveforyourdance.com and see the video. Uh, but essentially, they put on a show for all of the obedient students to show them, look, we're here. We're protecting you. We are the government. This is what we do. We're here to keep you safe. And from their perspective, from the perspective of the obedient children, the ones that lined up with their arms crossed and they were say- saying to the other kids, uh, remain respectfully silent. They were trying to discourage them from taking the uh, the information from you. But think about how that looked to that particular viewpoint. To them, it didn't. It wasn't men with guns accosting an innocent person. To them, it was the good good guys with guns coming to save them from the bad pedophile uh, that had come on campus and was trying to ply them with uh, with propaganda. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so terrible that a- anyone could uh, see it that way. I mean, one of the uh, main students who was putting up a, a front was uh, accusing me of being a pedophile and of of possibly having a gun in my backpack. Right. <laughs> and this is a man with whom I worked. I mean, this was an ex-coworker. You would think uh, he would know better, you know? So I think this is right. just Right, you insane. thought you had a better relationship with him, Well, apparently. last two weeks before that, I had given him a hug. So I think it's it's just crazy that well, it, uh, these, I mean, these d- people just that want show me to obey. that the tide has turned against you guys? I, mean, I don't know what that shows. I know it shows I know. That you keep on saying that. Somebody, but you refuse to look at the evidence. Derek ha- had a friend but with a whom he worked called him a pedophile and claim he had a gun in his backpack. I mean, that seems, sounds vocal, to me like the well, she is poisoned. A, a, but a at vocal, what point are you going to take the evidence that the well is poisoned? I, I don't know, Mark. I don't know. This no, is just, just a, keep doing the same crap that isn't working. Do just, it over and over again. Studies. Never <laughs> stop doing the same crap that's not working. They're just case studies. Keep charging forward. How can you never, use, never stop? These people are bullies. How do you Who's respond a bully? to a, the people who came and they just want me you to leave them alone? No, 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 no. The <laughs> people who came and threatened me with a cage are bullies. Now, what would you do if your son was confronted with bullies? I don't know. If my son was confronted by a pedophile with a gun in his bag, I would want the pedophile with a gun in his bag to go the f away. Ouch, Mark. I'm just saying that's what they think. Uh, I mean, you're associated, thoroughly associated, wait, you're thoroughly associated with a group of people that, uh, you know, just protested a month ago on a college campus, and they believe that there were, you know, guns hidden and all that other stuff, and sorry to tell you, there is a prejudice against gay people in this world, they believe that gay people are sick perverts, and so, I mean, man, you got it, I mean, they're they're smearing it all over you. So am I supposed to show them they're right? So back away. Am I supposed to say that I just back down? You know what? Tell you what, get a tent, camp out on the front lawn, and take a crap in the the drinking fountain. Do whatever you want. I'm telling you, you're not being successful. That's what I'm telling you. You How do you measure have success? Lost. How do well, you measure success? Is it okay to lose to a bully? Is I mean, when is your friend. Saying? Claims that you've got a gun in your bag and you're a pedophile. That's when you've well, lost. Well, clearly he's not his friend. Oh, now he's not your friend. No, he never bothered to come talk to you about this, did he? Before no, in, he made his, in his fact, decisions. No, and in fact, that's after because I the was pressure. Detained, I 
where I, he is is so I great. I asked Eric a question. Well, Thanks. yeah, after I was detained, I said to uh, this young man, let's have a conversation. And he walked away. That's because the pressure where he is going to school is so great to hate you people that he doesn't have another choice. This is a person two weeks ago that gave you a hug. Now is completely turned on you. What toll does free that eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It tells me that there are some people within the school that don't like it, but it doesn't tell me anything more than that. What about the people that do appreciate it? Maybe they're just too afraid to say anything about it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discreet packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there totally free. Here tonight with you, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. Hey, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may go ahead and become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there uh, with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And you send in three bucks a month. We take that money and invest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board as well uh, to expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, you get perks like access to the AMP-only phone lines, the AMP-only uh, forum, podcast, and more. Go get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. A quote from the Free Keen Facebook wall, where there's been quite a bit of controversy over the last month from various uh, different high school and middle school students who've been uh, posting their offense at what uh, liberty activists, including myself and Derek Jay, have been doing at their school by handing out information uh, in front of the school as they're getting out. Uh, so there's been a lot of uh, of outpouring of offense a lot of people that are showing that they they don't like it but then a young man named dustin writes i enjoy that people at my school are trying to fight against you guys so if it's that much of a big deal you guys did your job you made people think support you or not you made an impact uh, an impact very good he says and then there was another now, one well, that's not exactly support <laughs> i mean like this guy says i like it when people argue thank you for making it so that people argue Another one uh, essentially said, and I, I wasn't able to find this one, pull it up during the break quickly enough, but another, to paraphrase it, another one simply said that uh, it's, he felt like it was half the school that was in favor and half the school that was against. How, when was that? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay, so this was a couple of weeks ago when Derek's friend gave him a hug at the school, is that right? Um, no, that had to That's have been a month ago now, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I mean, you know, like... He, I, when he gave me a hug, I, full disclosure, he said, oh, Derek, you gotta stop doing this. So he was he was already against it, but he was you know he recognized me and was uh, you know knew I was friendly enough to be able to give me a hug. Well, you know, here's what I'm wondering: is I know that when people are wrong, the cognitive dissonance kicks in. Now, now remember, 
right. could be wrong and you could be wrong. Okay. There's a possibility that we could both be wrong, but it doesn't look like we could both be right. Okay. okay. Now, what my position is, is not that you what you have to say is wrong or that you shouldn't be allowed to be there or that you're a bunch of perverts or anything like that. My position is it looks like the well is poisoned at this, pool, spool, at this school and you need to try something different. Okay. Now, so people that are wrong often experience cognitive dissonance, right? Sure. Okay. They don't so want to admit they're wrong. What would cognitive dissonance look like in this circumstance? It would look like if a you line of. It would look like a. Oh wait, for me? Yes, if you were wrong. Oh, but well, but wait a minute. We're not wrong. <laughs> That's what cognitive dissonance would look like, wouldn't it? How, how could we be wrong? We pay for the the taxes for no, the no, school, no, 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 no. so I, we can I, be hold, there hold handing on. stuff out. I didn't claim that you shouldn't be able to be on the property. I didn't claim. Uh, what my claim is, you poisoned the well. Continuing to poison the well isn't going to do anything for the advocation of peace, freedom, well, and liberty no, in this a, area. That's a metaphor. So what do you mean literally? I mean that a lot of the kids at this school believe that you are uncool, bad to hang out with, that you are pariahs, that you are bad, that you know that, that sure, you are some that. negative. That's all true. That the vast I, majority. No, not, not that I am a pariah, but, but that, the uh, vast you know, majority. We don't know no, how, what I, the percentages are. And what are. does it matter what the majority or the minority thinks? I, I'm more interested in getting liberty literature into the hands of young people. That's all I. That's my goal. Right, Is it working anymore? Why? How do you know that? There, no, I asked you. Is it working yeah, anymore? Some people still no, take the How much is some? You get to say some all the time. As a percentage, how many of the t- kids tell you, roll up that little pamphlet, stick it straight up your rectum, you stinking old pervert? You were a bully <laughs> I mean, when you were a kid. Uh, I, I can tell no, you. No, I wasn't. Idea how to... I was the average kid. I got bullied and I bullied, uh, okay, just like so, no, most so, kids do. So what do you do when you're faced with a bully? Who's bullying you, Derek? The police, the people the who The police are not bullying you, Derek. You're going on to a freaking middle school campus. So I walk onto government property, and then they tell me I'm not allowed to be there. What's the deal? Uh, look, They're the, bullying me by threatening me with a cage for being where uh, on a property which I pay for. Right, okay. and you want to talk wait, about wait, cognitive wait, wait. Let, me, let me handle this for just a second. If you're talking about a percentage of the pop, everybody owns this school, not just you. So therefore, everybody, we need some kind of system to decide how that property is administered. You have the vast majority. I'm, I'm, making, I'm speculating here because you have no information to the contrary that a vast majority of the population either A, doesn't care, or B, thinks you just should stay the hell off of that property. So therefore, so? you do not have the vast majority, a, a large... I'm just so telling who you. Who cares? Man. I don't believe That's majority should rule. Well I don't, I don't believe like. majority should rule. I want to. I want to do what Derek is talking about and get the information out to as many people as possible, so it can reach the right people. But because not information out right to people place. that think you're a nasty not, old pervert. Not everybody work. is. In, not everybody is in the right place at the right time to receive this information. They may not be in the right point of their uh, their developmental process, the right point of maturity to accept these ideas, to understand these ideas, uh, and I accept that. So if it's only the case that uh, 10 or 20 percent of the people at the school get excited about you know the things that we're talking about i still consider that a success because that would be 10 or 20 percent that would have come across the ideas of liberty sooner rather than later on in their life Maybe okay so be better you don't get to... to work in a vacuum though when as you get 10 or 20 percent of these ideas of liberty out to some people and you know as well as i do the vast majority of people who are who rank libertarian on the nolan chart do nothing with that information so there's mm-hmm. 10 or 20 percent the most of them 90 something percent of them don't won't do anything with that information well, how they do don't you know care. That? Wait, 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 wait. i'm not done and at the same time 
everybody else hates you and they're willing to do things like stand in a human chain to keep you from moving. I mean, for God's sakes, the civil disobedient people are getting civil disobedient out of the school. <laughs> I mean, this is how much they hate Isn't you. I don't mind being hated, though. I mean, I really don't. <laughs> the, what's the big deal? OK, so you hate me for for what I do. But am I hurting anyone? Of course they're going to hate I, someone. Am I Congrats! You were supposed to give them the government to hate, but you did the opposite. You turned them but into statists. they love the government. I mean, they love Who their principles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's they? they, they How do you get to make these statements? I I've don't read get to what make they've them, said. I've I gone don't to get, the Free Keen Facebook page, I, and I've read what they've written. They love their principle. These ones, these are the obedient kids. These then are the leave ones them that, alone. No, I'm not, not. I'm not bothering them. I'm just offering information. So Thanks I mean, they want to call for it harassing. Giving free staters a good name. Let's go to Kelly, uh, listening in Philadelphia. Kelly, you've been out at these uh, these school outreaches. I mean, what do you think of what Mark's saying here tonight? Um, well, I disagree with Mark, Ian. Um, I think that the school outreach is um, very positive outreach. I mean, I stand behind the actions that I have taken at the schools and. Um, I think you know when I was when I was in high school, it would have made like all the difference in the world to me to get this sort of information. Kelly, and, what, um, you know, I maybe love you it. could answer for these guys. What does failure look like? I mean, what if you get into an operation, like? yeah, if you get into an operation, whether it's a business or a marriage or a relationship or whatever it is you do in life, you need to know a few things. And one of the things you need to know is what does it, what does failure look like, so that I can stop doing what's bad and start doing what's good. I, I don't know, Mark. Failure I know. to me is stepping off of my principles. <laughs> nice <Ooh>. answer. <laughs> what's your principle? What's the principle? What's the principle here? Even because of public opinion or because somebody tells me that I'm wrong, I believe that I'm right. I believe in my actions, and therefore I can. I, I totally intend to continue doing the school outreach. <laughs> so, Boom! You yes. can do it. I don't care. No, I, I have not been burned. You just got branded. <laughs> Owned. PWN. If you by if, Kelly. If you you keep look look go ahead and burn some flags in central square you you gd radicals i mean this we've been down this road before and this road results in what you guys have it's results in so you're you, you always, being hassled you always go by what people tell you they think mark so what's the percentage that would make it okay for you like if uh would it, if 50 percent were against it would you keep doing it if 40 percent were against it if 30 percent like against what, what? against whatever action you're this doing statement whatever the uh, uh Let's say you were doing school outreach. If you did, you know could somehow determine what the population thought about it, which obviously we can't do, uh, but if you could somehow take a quick survey and figure out that thirty uh, percent of the school was opposed to what you're doing, what would you do? Thirty percent was opposed. Yeah, thirty percent. I think th- you know I, I don't know. Thirty percent seems like it's kind of low. Hey, about- let's put it in the the terms that Mark would know is sales. I mean, what's what's a success and failure rate? Sometimes you can be uh, successful in just three percent. Well, yeah, usually your if you're selling, you've got and that's still you, success. You've got how many activists yeah. have you made so far? Zero. That's difficult to quantify. No, I mean, you have zero activists. What do you, what do you, what do you mean zero activists? Who we made? Um, well, um, you know, one of the students over at uh, Keen High uh, is putting together her own event on Friday, and I'm so very proud of her. Did you um, reach her on, with this information, Kelly? Uh, yeah. Well, we were at, met, met her in a kind of a different manner. Yeah, so that's hang right. On. We're coming up here in a moment. Something else. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You're always licking your thumb, sticking it up in the wind, trying to figure out which way the wind blows. You're like a politician, Mark. You don't have principles. More coming up here. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live. 
Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. Call it democracy. Raja Mojo. Everybody knows the game is rigged. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. We're launching into the third hour of the program here at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. Unlike a lot of those talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their websites, you actually also get to control the content of the site. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep, and then other listeners are able to vote on it. And then the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. We've been uh, discussing the school outreach issue. It has uh, come to a head yet again. Uh, it's, there's continual controversy over this. Uh, it's a very controversial form of outreach. The reason why I engage in it is the same reason, very similar reasons as you, uh, Derek J., because I want to reach people who are open to these ideas. And I understand that there are going to be some people who are not open to these ideas, who are, in fact, hostile uh, towards the ideas they of They don't liberty. have to take the literature. They don't. Um, and But they're going further than that. They're uh, forming a human chain to uh, oppose us. They are speaking out to their fellow classmates to say, you know, don't take this information. They have you know, basically made it their little project to be the opposition well, uh, forces. I, I don't know how much you can say it's really their opinion when they're being propagandized, you know, for 12 years of their life. Well, that's and, what I wonder about here, too, because... You know, they J- say the same thing about you activists when it comes to Ian. They'll claim that he's the mastermind of this and that you people are nothing but his mindless minions. Which is nonsense, I, well, clearly. And, and what you just said, Derek, was nonsense, too. Like their, their opinion... They're, they're getting announcements over the loudspeaker saying, don't take this literature. I it's mean, their what, opinion. Whether, they, whether no, we like it or that's not, a command it's someone from else's the administration. Opinion. So what? It's someone else's opinion they've ado- adopted for themselves, and that's fine. You can do those things in your life. Um, but So anyway, we've been talking about this. A lot of people have comments they want to make here, so I want to make sure we get to uh, you and your thoughts on this issue of whether or not uh, we should be reaching out to young people. And at what point should we decide to stop? Is it when some people express that they're frustrated? Is it when 40% express they're frustrated? 60%? 70%? Of course, not that we have any way of measuring the percentages. The people that say that, uh, that they don't want us there are claiming it's the majority of the school. But I don't know if they've taken a poll, a scientific poll. I don't know what evidence they have. When I've seen another person say half the school's in favor of us, but half isn't. But we don't have a whole bunch of people posting positive comments on the Free Keen Facebook page. It's only the ones that are negative now. 
fancies that are posting uh, there. And, you know, maybe the ones that like us are too afraid to stand up for, uh, for themselves because it's the popular kids that are coming out against us. So who knows what the internal, you know, construction is of who believes what uh, that's actually going on here. But one thing that uh, is for sure, we aren't being ignored. Uh, there's, uh, we're definitely, you know, making an impact. What sort of an impact is, uh, is up to question here. But let's, uh, let's go back uh, to the phones here and talk to Mark listening in uh, our hometown, Mark, at least Mark and my hometown of Sarasota, Florida. Uh, Derek's from Philly. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WSRQ. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, excellent. Uh, I just wanted to drop a little note on, I mean, you're going about it completely the wrong way. I mean, I don't know if you remember high school, but I sure do. And if I would have seen somebody with a camera creeping around, you know, all over campus trying to hand out stuff, I mean, well, you don't uh, no know. one's creeping. We're standing right? at the, yeah. the, the front but exit they, of the school. But they obviously already put the word out that you were creeping around, and it, and it could have been like you're you know, taping somebody's rear or something like that. And it's just, you, just like the, your fellow said, the water's tainted, start over again, make an appointment, go in there and have a plan on more people other than just wandering on there and trying to, you know, hit up like a couple kids. That's a wrong way. Well, of first of all, we we hit up uh, more than a couple. I mean, it's uh, we're standing in a strategic location, not just randomly lurking around campus. Oh, yeah, but like standing a in a strategic location at uh, the point at which the children are getting out of school, the young people are getting out of school. Man, wrong and, way. And handing wrong them uh, handing them information. It. You know, that's what the people initially said. Well, this is the wrong way to do it. You should yeah. go and beg permission first. And I have a real problem no, with no, that. No, no, no. I don't know about beg permission. I mean, you know, pretty much. You know, there there's. There's probably a lot of folks that'll be open to it. No, but, no, you, you know, said to go in and ask for permission. You said to go yeah, in and talk to somebody. Yeah. That's begging. That's well, begging. Well, no, that's not begging. That's just asking. I that's mean, you're begging. walking on. You're entreating. You're pleading. School. You're asking. No, Can no, play not rights, at all. Not, not at all. You can't just walk onto a school and, and, and think that you're going to be okay. Yeah, how dare I, mean, I think? How dare I think that it's a school that I pay for that I can just walk you onto? You don't pay for it anymore. Your taxes pay for the big chain link fences around it anymore. <laughs> I know what your message is. Your message is right, but you're going about it the wrong way with today's society on kids well, you, on how everybody is afraid and how they're teaching their kids so because everyone's afraid i should people. i should cower and and uh, do what they think is i didn't best. say cower i say ask permission that's go begging about the dude. Right i'm not going to supplicate myself hey, Mark, he's not going to creeping around on on you know campus you're you're creeping no mark uh, i have an <laughs> objection to that term because uh, you know people can claim i know that, that. No, i know no, that no, 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 no. hey you can you make the claim that somebody, i'm filming you don't have a kid you, you don't know. You, you don't hug a kid. You don't know. Oh, that didn't that happen. looks bad. That you can happen. make the claim that I'm filming rear ends, but I post the full unedited video for everyone <laughs> to see what I'm that. filming. Yes, they do. They yes, they do. That. The video's up on the website at freekeen.com, and they, they all know, know that. What, they don't know what else you're doing. I'm not arguing with you guys. I'm just saying you're going about it the wrong way. All right, Mark. Way. Thank you for the I call. I, I appreciate the, uh, the thoughts at uh, 855-450-FREE. So here's... Uh, you know, I've, I've had a chance to sit and think about this. This property, in people's minds, at the very essence of it, belongs to not you, not to the, the government, not to the taxpayer, but to the students. And the students, at least the ones vocal enough to do something about it, don't want you there. So that's mm-hmm. why you've lost. Okay. Now, you don't have a plan for what does wa- lost look like. I'm giving I, you I, one. I gave you my plan. Every uh, student that takes a flyer is a win. Let's go to right. Brian listening in Oklahoma City. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, Jay, and the Angry Man. No, I'm the Angry Man. 
Right. I think what you guys are doing is cool. And uh, but when I was in high school, I went to like a gang-infested, scary place that kind of like you wanted to stay like out of the radar of the other kids, the you know the bullies and, and the gangs, because you couldn't really stand up to a bully, even if it was like a little guy. Because if he was part of a gang, then you would end up you know getting jumped. You know, I've been jumped, I've been shot, mm. I've, and it's it's not fun. So. And if I would have seen you guys there, I probably wouldn't have thought you were handing out something cool. I probably would have thought, oh, this is just, you know, some another establishment person just trying to. But wait a minute. What if you saw that? What if you saw that the cool kids or the popular kids in school were against what we were doing? What would would that have made you think? Uh, Yeah. I mean, like if the student body or council or whatever those types yeah the, like the or, head of the student council they'd has be against, rallied they'd be against the uh the jehovah's witnesses out there handing out stuff too so that does that's not i don't care about that mark i'm asking I'm not talking i'm not point. asking you a question i'm asking brian a question so brian what uh, what would you think about that if you saw these people you know outside the school handing stuff out and you it was very clear uh that the student president and some of his buddies uh had stood against these folks handing stuff out what would that have made you think well, then I'd want to know what you guys was. are doing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let me ask this. I mean, if the Jehovah's Witnesses were standing out there passing out stuff, wouldn't the cool kids not like that? Wouldn't they make fun of uh, What's the relevance of that? I'm trying to make the point that the cool kids not liking it does not necessarily make you cool. No, but it made him curious. It would make him curious. And if someone's curious, they're more likely to check you out what's got, going you on. You were able to hand out these flyers previously when you first started this to everybody. All the kids were taking them. They were all taking them. You sadly lost whatever uh, momentum you had. And I don't know why. I'm not well, saying it's fair. they weren't all taking them. Some more, more took them at that time. Lots than, more, right? And took them... Um, we use the term lots more, I would multiples so. times yes. more. Like, you know, now you, you might as well have leprosy and the thing squ- smeared with Crixco. I mean, like, that's what it's like. Brian, other thoughts you want to share tonight? Um, just that my initial uh, opinion would be that you guys were, were trying to give me something I didn't want, and I, I would avoid you. But once there was, like, a spectacle, then, yeah. So maybe they're helping us by doing this. Maybe by forming this line, they're crossing their arms. You know, of course, when someone's got their arms crossed, it's body language that they're uncomfortable. It's body language that uh, you know that, that, that they don't like that situation, and they don't, you know, they don't feel like they can, uh, you know, be themselves or whatever. Hey, Brian, thanks for the call. But maybe what maybe what Brian's saying is here is that these uh, this group of popular kids that's come out against us is actually to some extent helping us with the less popular kids. I would think so. All right, 855-450-3. We have a new breed of success That's that looks Sakel like failure. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we give to you there. News updates are included. You can be kept in the loop regarding Free Talk Live via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever delivery method works best for you. Uh, Go and get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Bitcoin's the world's first potentially anonymous digital currency. With bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. And now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour to buy depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. All right. We go back here uh, to continue the conversation. We've been discussing the school outreach project that's been going on here. Too much controversy uh, within the studio, within the movement, outside of the movement, uh, within the schools. So uh, we're going to continue with your thoughts here, though. Uh, basically, to run you up to speed, uh, Derek J., myself, and uh, Kelly Voluntarist, as well as more as others, uh, but we're the, probably some of the core uh, people that have been doing this, have been going to different schools, been handing out liberty information, holding banners, waving it uh, at people, and have gotten, gotten a variety of responses. At one particular school, the responses have become very negative, and it's, been, it's, it's a very interesting situation. We actually have, have Kelly on here. Uh, she's back with us. I know the reason you, you call uh, initially, I'd, I'd put you back on hold because I wanted to get some other thoughts on the air about this school outreach thing. But you had called for another reason. You, you weren't necessarily calling for the school thing. But since we have to be talking about it and you happen to be on the line, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, too. But what was the real reason oh, you were calling? Oh, I was calling to um, talk about the um, Philly Liberty Lobby. I am currently in Philadelphia. Actually, I just finished up with the uh, Occupy Philly GA. And... Um, well, basically, on uh, Friday uh, at 5 o'clock, I'm going to be doing a Don't Strip Our Rights event at the Philadelphia airport, and um, as well as uh, over the next uh, two weeks, uh, 10 days, I'm going to be uh, feeding the homeless people here in Philadelphia in protest of uh, a proposed uh, bill. Uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's basically like a city council proposal. I can't remember how they worded it, so but it would require... Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, it's a, so city ordinance is okay. going to try to stop people from feeding the hungry. Yes, yes. Or like you have to get a yes. permit or something like that? Is that how it works? Yeah, you have to get a permit, and it takes a year to get the permit, and you have to take a whole bunch of training to uh, prepare food to <laughs> uh, feed to homeless people. Yeah. What a scam. So you're going to be so, you're going to be giving away unpermitted food. Uh actually you're, right. you're saying this hasn't passed quite yet, but you'll be doing this like what on the city council steps or inside the city yep. building? Yep. All of the above. Pretty I exciting. Hope to, uh, I, I hope. think that's great activism, yeah. by the way. I, and I, I concur. Thank you. I think it's great activism too, Kelly. But Mark, thank some people you. don't like thank homeless you. people. Very exciting. Yeah, some if, people don't. What if she offends someone with her activism? Right. What if she offends most people? Ian, you're absolutely right. Some people are going to dislike all activism. Yes. But what if most people don't like the homeless and most people disagree with what she's well, doing? Right. Most people do think that you need a permit to uh, do this stuff. To do you, anything. Right. That you should ask permission first. Well, I think you're on a higher moral ground, so therefore most people will not think that feeding the homeless is an act of aggression. However, I think that 
you know, my personal opinion, and I haven't been giving my personal opinion. I've been asking you guys questions that you apparently, you know, have some so much cognitive dissonance you can't answer. Is what does failure look like? I think that you guys have poisoned the well at the middle school, and you should go on try other activism that's going to be more effective. Do your activism. Try activism that's more effective because I think you failed. Well, what do you suggest that be then? You're going to have to pick. Look, if I go decided, beg permission, Derek. If I decided, we would do it things entirely differently. But you know, nobody's going to listen to me. You don't well, even I've have any proposals. No, yeah, no one's going to listen if you're not offering office. suggestions. I'll tell you what. Here's I am. what my proposal is. My proposal is leave Keen. You people have <laughs> you people have crapped the bed here. Move to some place oh far Mark. away. That's what I'm saying. What? Hey, somebody asked me what my proposal is. I'm giving it. You move to Pittsburgh. But that's what they want. Up in North. Um, they want you. They want us to leave. I hope, because we're making yeah. a difference. Because we're making really, an impact. Really, what's the difference you've made? Uh, people are coming on board and getting active. Yes, New Hampshire, New Hampshire yeah. natives that's, are that's coming true. on board, yes. and that scares Some them. Are you get you're getting ones here and there? That that much is true, right? Well, how many are you getting, Mark? With I, your I'm not. A, I'm not attempting to do that. Okay, I'm not trying to make a clubhouse where people come and drink beer. I don't know that's what you're what talking you about there, <laughs> Kelly. You're on. Uh, go ahead uh, with your thoughts there. Yes, well, you know, the, my thoughts are that uh, I'm not going anywhere. I just moved to Keene in uh, the, beginning, the beginning of December, and I have absolutely no plans on going anywhere. Um, you know, again, uh, really all I have to say about it is that I stand behind my actions, and I have some free You're going to be blogging, by the way, even though you're down in Philly, you're still going to be blogging over at freekeen.com. Uh, whatever it happens on Friday, you're going to do your Don't Strip Our Rights event. For people that don't know yeah. what that is, it's where you go into the airport, you, you strip in down. Philly, right? Uh, in Philly this yeah. time. It's been done in Manchester three times. Uh, now yeah. in Philly, it'll be its first time happening in Philly, and it's thanks to uh, Jim Babb from We Won't Fly for uh, for putting yeah. you up, basically, and spo- especially sponsoring yeah. your activism, which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, if people can actually make money and do activism full time i think that's fantastic and of course the the more airports you do it in the more uh the press is going to hear about i hope you're press you're sending out a press release to philly media prior to uh to doing Mm -hmm. it yes jim is going to handle all that perfect he uh, has a lot of uh he he has a lot of connections in the uh, media around here excellent kelly keep us in the loop let us know what happens uh glad you're out there and hopefully you'll uh, you'll come out of it safe on friday night and be able to give us a call and, and tell us about it Absolutely. Thank you thanks, so much. Thanks Miss for the guys. call tonight. See you See soon. You, Kelly. Good luck. That's Kelly from, uh, from freekeen.com. As we continue here, Crichton is on the line listening in Kentucky. In Louisville, Crichton, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys tonight? Hey, what's on Great. your mind tonight? Frustrated. I'm going to try to define failure in this context for you guys. All right. Failure is when your tactic becomes such a polarizing force that a significant minority of your target audience spontaneously organizes against you. That would leafletting be is normally, leafletting is normally a, a mediocre method at best. It, and and in, in the digital age, I think you guys are really going about the wrong way. I mean, I love what you guys do, but again, I, I agree with Mark. This is a poison well kind of situation. Well, well, okay, you, so what would you, you suggest? It. So, so you're saying that because I, some people are so opinionated that they organize against you, that that's an indicator of failure. To me, that's an indicator that people are paying attention, that people are are you know no, noticing you, that you know you're getting a reaction. They're noticing you, but you're also polarizing your your target audience themselves. So you're well, it's a polarizing a message. Of that. Yeah. Well, when you say polarizing, they believe that they're actually drawing some people to the poll that they want them to. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when, when and they, and the, they the, metal, be, the metal flakes not, are all going to the North Pole and not to the South. 
They, they might be doing that, but they, they were not doing it as effectively as they could be if they changed their tactic. So which so, tactic would you suggest? And I, do, I do have a suggestion Great. for you. Go ahead. Um, you're using leaflets to hand out information. And in a digital age, most of these kids, probably a good portion of these kids probably have smartphones. Here's a different idea. Try a tactic from the, the uh, guerrilla marketing realm and, and get QR codes on small stickers that reference the website that you Ooh. want to tell you the same information. And hide those stickers, like, in the bathroom stall. They're on, on the Good phone. This is actually a suggestion that... Uh, Talking about a burglary. This is actually a suggestion. Thank you, Crichton, for the call. Uh, it's a suggestion that somebody has actually made uh, previously, uh, as of, like, a week or so ago. The uh, criti- critical... Ex- um, part there would be that we'd have to have someone on the inside to place those, because we're not going to be able to walk mm-hmm. around the school and, and put those places. There's more coming up at 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. Derek J. is here uh, courtesy of his website, livefreeyourdance.com. Also, freeagents, fr33agents.com. Neat site that allows liberty-minded people to uh, to connect and to share ideas and to encourage activism and there's all kinds of uh, amazing stuff that it's uh, that you guys are doing over at freeagents, fr33agents.com. That's right. And it's all free. Yes, and you are the voice, uh, Derek J., of the Free Agents, or one of the voices of the uh, Free Agents Radio News. That's right. There are a lot of folks involved in Free Agents Radio News, which is a five-minute update daily on the peaceful evolution that's happening around the globe, all sorts of peaceful resistors. Uh, these stories don't always make it to the news, so I like to condense them and put them in a listenable form. Uh, it's also got some great music on there provided by some other free agents. And you've been doing a fine job with that and, and really keeping it up every single Getting getting it going every single day over at uh, fr33agents.com. Just click the radio tab at the top, right? That's right. All right. And there's, again, a whole lot more there that we can't get into right now because uh, we've got to take your phone calls about what you want. But first, gold and silver. Yeah, go to gold.freetalklive.com. It's the best way to get your gold and silver. You can comparison shop there. And when you buy, it helps Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. Let's continue here uh, with your calls and your thoughts. We'll go to Matthew listening in Connecticut. Matthew, you're you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Uh, hey, Ian. Hey, uh, hey Mark. Uh, it was good meeting you both at the Liberty Forum. Derek's here tonight uh, as well. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, I Yeah, I was going to say, I wish I ran into you, Derek, but uh, I will in the future. And um, anyway, uh, I was thinking about this uh, this school outreach thing. And I, I understand uh, Mark's, Mark's perspective. Uh, I, I, I get where it's coming from. But uh, I would say, what about the idea that uh, uh, all press, is is good press, um, and that maybe even if some of these 
uh, students aren't responding to this in a in a in a way that's desirable. You know, you you are planting that thought, and some of these kids might be thinking, you know, something's not quite right here. You know, why am why do I have to be here? And and they are getting this. Um, they are getting the name of you know your your activist uh, group. Uh, so maybe somewhere down the line they'll they'll look into it more. And you you are getting you are getting people's attention. I mean, is that that not uh, good for something? Matthew, I think that you, you, this is the heart of the problem. This is what Ian and I have been discussing for years now, is, is all press good press? And Ian will answer that question, yes. And I will answer that question is, you know, I've been here six years, and I say the answer to that question is a resounding no. Um, you know, I mean, the fact is I've watched these activists come and go and Derek, you know, I mean, there were some, there were some bright eyed and bushy tailed young activists that have come and they're gone now and they have done their, their activism, not to say yours is as despicable as theirs, but they, you know, I mean, there's lots of different ones and it just hasn't in no way been, I mean, freedom has not been advanced in six years. I mean, there's no, there's nothing these folks can point to to say, oh yeah, we won here. And sure, sure not we can. A single 420s. thing. 420 celebrations was a huge win. We actually de, uh, demilitarized the uh, the park for for over a year, uh, where the police did not come around and hassle anyone for smoking cannabis in the local central park. So no, I'm sorry, you're wrong, Mark. Yeah, but they were going to decriminalize. Uh, they were they were attempting to decriminalize uh, marijuana possession here in the city of Keene, and that went down in flames because you guys did your activism that's a at the crock same of time. Nonsense. Well, oh, you you refused to believe it, but that's what the politicians said. Free they were Keene's going always to do. the excuse for why they don't uh, do anything for uh, for freedom. Right. Well, you know, I mean, you don't know the answer. Freaking but... was the excuse as to why they voted for the Bearcat. The excuse was uh, some, that I heard from another city councilor was that some of the city councilors couldn't bring themselves to vote against the Bearcat because then they would have been seen with agreeing with Freaking. Well, it's convenient excuse, isn't it? About Matthew's point, all, all press being good press, I would agree with that. But I, I don't want to participate in activism that isn't working. I, I want to be effective and stand by my principles and also avoid being caged. So I'm open to changing tactics as soon as I hear an idea that's going to reach more people. Right. And, I, you know, I said I'm, I'm trying to find out about becoming a, a counter recruiter on campus, which would be a kind of ask permission, go through the system sort of thing. I'm willing to do that because I think counter recruiting is worth it. But as far as me uh, just trying to reach people, this was the first and only idea that anyone's ever really had uh, to, to reach young people. Oh, there's an alternative idea that's being thrown around right now that involves basically uh, crashing a local dance that they have for, uh, for, the middle, for the middle schoolers, not going in, but, you know, outside handing out information there um but michael uh, any other thoughts excuse me matthew, matthew. any other uh, thoughts you want to share um well i'm thinking to myself um you know these kids have incentives obviously to, to uh you know in their school to get an a uh, or something like that and you know concentrate on their work and, and you know some people you know their incentive to be in schools you know and they want their friends to like them stuff mm-hmm. like that they're thinking about those things um i'm wondering maybe if there was some way you could like create some some incentive to like draw them in to what you're doing i don't want to say bribe i know it sounds like like that's where this is going but you do i think maybe you could create some kind of artificial incentive that they could kind of lure these kids in rather than just you know here's here's what you know are what what we're freaking you know et cetera et cetera 
Maybe there's hmm. some way you could sort of dra- draw. Yeah, them I in. wonder. I wonder what that would look like. Look like because I have to say I, I don't I really don't want to artificially bring somebody in. I want someone to come in when they're ready. And I think you're right that uh, seeds are being planted, and that down the line, maybe when they get out of school and they don't have the same pressures, the same social pressures that are surrounding them on a daily basis, maybe then they'll feel more comfortable with coming around and, and perhaps getting active and uh, and doing something. For me, this isn't a let's recruit an activist kind of tactic. I mean, it'd be nice if that happened, uh, but. Uh, the the real idea is to just put the the concepts of liberty out there for people to receive and i think you're right that planting those seeds could result in th- things happening down the line i remember the, i forget who was telling me this but they uh somebody had been contacted by a while back, another individual who was, you know, wrote an article or whatever was basically making fun of the ideas of liberty and like totally was against it and then years later sent them an email out of the blue saying, "You know what? You you were right." Uh, you know, down the line, they realized that they had been wrong about these matters, and that you know it had just taken the seed that long to uh, to germinate. So I think that uh, I think that you're right, Matthew. That there probably are several seeds being planted. But I thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's toll free. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Jason's in Somersville, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Jason. Sorry, I didn't realize you guys were coming on me. Uh, you know, I kind of feel myself in a quandary here really quick. I came on to talk about something completely different, but uh, you guys' uh, discussion is really interesting. And I have to say that uh, I, I love you, Mark, and the majority of the time I agree with you. But on this issue, I think you're you're way wrong. Why? Uh, I'm all about guerrilla activism. And whatever whatever you can do to spread the message of liberty, especially considering that you're you're walking into a government controlled brainwashing center, okay? And 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 then the fact that people would have the audacity to step on that. I mean, why is this so sacred? I mean, we allow the government to control our children's minds, okay? But somebody has the audacity to walk onto this sacred facility like this is a church thing and, and introduce ideas of liberty and somehow now this is this is this is this is crazy well jason this, um, this i'm is, not making the point that i think that this is bad activism i think these guys not no i'm not i'm saying that the well has been poisoned no, I'm saying that the well has been poisoned. Well, if it was good activism, wouldn't it have not poisoned the well? Look, I, do, I agree with everybody. Uh, Jason, I agree with everything you said about schools. What I'm saying is that, sadly, um, the civil disobedient outside the system activists have not got a winner with this one. And they need to find a new a form of activism that may work. All right, uh, Jason, you okay. can st- you can stand by. Uh, come back here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up anything that you want here, Mark. You're sending mixed messages. I have to say, I'm very confused. I've asked you to define failure. You can't. Oh, it's all a success. Whenever you That's reach right. anybody, uh-huh. it's free talk live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com.
is Free Talk Live. Moments remain here at uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, here with you, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. All right, so we'll continue. Uh, Jason is listening in Somersville, New Hampshire. Uh, we're talking about school outreach. Is it a failure? When some people decide to get upset uh, and make a bunch of noise about what it is that you're doing, because that's what's been happening is there's a group of students at one local high school slash middle school that have formed a line. They have crossed their arms. They have expressed discontent. They have encouraged other students to not take our information. And to some extent, it seems like they've been successful. It seems like fewer people are interested in taking the information that uh, that we are offering. Yet some still do take the information. And I say that that still makes it worthwhile. It's it's pretty tough. It was emotionally draining to go to the last uh, the last one that we did. I, you know, had candy thrown at me from uh, from a bus window <laughs> i had uh, you know young people flipping me the bird uh, more often than than you know we had started with happening so you know are there ways that we could improve what's going on mark says just quit doing it all together because we've upset too many people in his mind but well again, actually my um, my my advice is to leave town i think you've accept, accepted uh, you know messed up so many people in town <laughs> right just you should just leave keen yeah, that's not how it's going to work out, Mark. I know. We need to just bring more liberty lovers here, and, uh, and then we'll be free. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts, Jason. <laughs> that's all pretty funny. Yeah, just leave town because you, you upset the apple cart. doesn't make any sense at all. Yep. You know, that's a coward's I mean, answer. It, you know, it's, the, it's the mavericks and the rogues that, that get anything done in, in any change of society. That's the way it works. That's the way it's always worked. That's the way it will work. Right, it's always and, a you know, you know very tireless vocal minority that actually foments the change for the future. Listen, I mean, I was kicked off. I I, I live in Summers, New Hampshire, not Summersville, by the way. It's okay though. Um, oh, but sorry. you know, I mean, I live in Dover, and I remember getting kicked off of uh, Dover High School campus because I was out there with nine eleven truth signs at Sarah Palin's rally. And I know you guys aren't into that, and I don't. I certainly don't want to get in discussion with that. But you know, like it's like anything, you know. If I, if I went out there, you know, with a Republican flag or support Sarah Palin, it would never have been a big deal. But, you know, like, you know, I show up with a 9-11's inside job, you know, sign, and I'm not allowed to be on the property. You know, it, but, you know and there's like zero, I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I, it must have been like at least a thousand people that were lined up to go see her. And it's bizarre, man. I actually didn't call about this, by the way. Right. <laughs> I, I actually, I mean, by the way, I mean, I love the discussion. That's the reason why I got the reason. I think you guys, you know, you guys put on a great radio show. Thanks. But, uh, so what I were you calling called about? I up to talk about, because um, uh, we talk, do talk, you do call it Free Talk Live. I did uh, want to call about, like, what you think and your ideas about, of uh, especially, like, with uh, Dr. Edwin Vieira's ideas about reestablishing local militias. Oh, I'm uh, I'm not in favor of violence as a solution. In fact, there was somebody well, that... I didn't say violence. I said reestablishing militia. Militia does not equal violence. Well, I think to some extent it does, because the, uh, the, the types of people that are involved in militias, 
I think, tend to lean towards violence as a solution. Uh, you know, they're going to tell you that they're planning only for defensive purposes, and they've got, you know, their story that they tell. Uh, but I know how it is. I was I was once an angry uh, person, and uh, I once considered violence as, you know, a possible solution. And once you start accepting violence as a possible solution, then you start to rationalize using violence. And you can rationalize to the point where you'll say, oh, it's only for defensive purposes, but then you can rationalize the idea that it's defensive if you just go and attack government agents, well, that, because that they're always attack- that they're- same argument could be made. Well, I didn't finish for my statement. Carry weapons, persons, you know. The, the you statement I was the statement I was could, making, you could, you Jason. Could say- Jason, the, the statement I was uh, the statement I was making is that the person who is rationalizing violence will rationalize that if. We accept that the government is aggressive and the government is constantly aggressing against people. It's always taxing. It's always threatening. It's always ordering. So therefore, it's completely rational in that person's mind to go ahead and just attack the government agents because they consider it defensive because they consider themselves mm-hmm. always being aggressed against. I don't agree with that. I think that's insane. Uh, but I used to think you that way. You wouldn't say that was a defensive well, I think violence begets violence. I think that I understand the logic of where they're coming from because I, I don't like that the, the government's using violence on people either. But I don't think that violence is acceptable from a moral perspective, and nor do I think it's acceptable from a practical perspective. No, uh, I would dis- I mean, you don't you don't think self? What, do you disagree with self-defensive violence? Well, Jason, I I call them gun cleaners. I have limited time on Earth. I'm more interested in spending that time and energy you know, promoting you know, peace. The question, Ian. You're not answering the question. Do well, that you was believe Derek. in self-defensive violence? I think that I mean, it's fine. I, mean, I think that it's fine to defend yourself. If I, it's defense or offense, is, is obviously different. Okay, so I'm going to answer the question violence? now. And I say that uh, in, a, in a personal perspective, if someone's attacking you or a loved one, then, you know, I think you're well within your rights to defend yourself. I do. I uh, just think okay. that when it comes down to solutions for the future from a wider perspective, you, it's, not, it's not right to defend yourself. I think from a uh, perspective of for, for solutions for the future, from a wider perspective against this, uh, you know, the people uh, calling themselves the state. The issue, buddy. You're not, you're not answering me directly. I, mean, I think on, I did you, answer you, it directly. You, 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 no, I don't think you are. I think you're skirting the issue. I mean, I mean, the fact is, I mean, I mean, I, most, you know, I mean, our, our country got founded upon defensive violence, not aggressive violence. Just because it violence. happened in the past doesn't mean it's acceptable for what we believe right well, now. I mean, and I believe well, in it, peace. It's not, it's not acceptable for us to defend ourselves against future violence. I think that it's fine if you're talking about on an individual basis, like if somebody's trying to, you know, rape your wife or kill okay. you or hurt okay. your children. So, so it's, only, it's, only, it's, only, it's only okay to, if someone's getting raped, to defend them. But if, if you know, if our whole country's getting raped, if our whole community's getting raped, it's not, if that, that's not acceptable to defend ourselves. Right, okay, so I'm going to say thank you for the call so I can answer your questions better without, uh, you know, the conflict that we're having on the air here with trying to talk over one another. So um, what he was saying when I was dodging it, I'm not dodging it. On an individual basis, I think you're fully within your rights to defend yourself from from attack. However, when it comes to being attacked by the people calling themselves the state, it's impractical to defend yourself. 
because uh, at that point you'll be labeled as a crazy person in the uh, the mainstream news media, and you'll be giving the state an excuse to continue to expand their violence. You'll be giving them, in fact, exactly what it is they're looking for. They're trained to handle your violence. They're trained to, you know, they've got the equipment and the the guns and the training that is necessary to handle those situations. And look at every instance of somebody who's gone ahead and, you know, taken out as many government agents as they can. They end up dying. And then what ends up happening after that is the government uses that example as an excuse to crack down even further on the people that remain alive after that point. The only weapon that works uh, effectively against people that are willing to initiate force against others is ideas. Thank Um, you. You know, I mean, that's that's it's the only thing that's going to work. I'm not saying that it is immoral to defend yourself, but if your if your claim is is if you you decide not to pull over for a guy you know a person behind you with flashing blue lights on the top of their car because you feel you have no obligation to pull over for that person, and then some more people with flashing blue lights on their car come up and they shoot your tires out or whatever, and then they you know they they do things to you, so you believe that in order to prevent that you should just shoot the first person in a in a uniform with a badge you see that isn't going to work. Let's spend our limited time and energy on Earth promoting peace, if that's what we want. You right. get what you prepare for. Yeah. You're going to get the, exactly the opposite. Take a look at the anarchist movement that existed in the early 20th century, late eight, late 19th century. Those guys got precisely what they wanted. They killed Archduke uh, Ferdinand. They killed uh, McKinley. They they did these acts that were supposed to create this domino effect, which would create this peaceful world where no man, no gods, and no kings would exist. How'd that work out? Failed. It failed miserably. Right. These it's are the same idea. arguments. These are the same arguments that I heard from somebody who uh, tried to come into the uh, the movement here recently, and I told this person that he didn't really belong. Uh, this dude showed up. And uh, in here in Keene, and within five minutes of meeting this guy, he drops that he's in a militia. And for me, that was like, whoa, red flag. Well, I don't have a problem with people that want to get together with other people with guns and you know, I, do whatever I do, training. Because they've... I think that, as Derek says, you get what you prepare for. And if you're focusing on uh, ta- violence tactics, then that's not the kind of focus that I want to be around. I don't want to be around somebody who's thinking about those things and who's who's. You know, I don't want to put that type of energy out into the world because I'm afraid of what's going to reverberate and come mm-hmm. back. I would much rather put out the energies of peace and love. Absolutely. So that those are the things that come back. And I think that, Mark, you've pointed out some really good practical reasons to not use violence. But I think it's also immoral in general to to turn to violence as, as a plan for peace. It doesn't work. You can only get to peace through peace. You can't get to, get to it through violence. But I think you're also... I don't think it's immoral I think to, you're also lowering yourself to their level. They're the ones who are low enough to use violence we should be better than that so please if you believe in violence you don't belong in a peaceful evolution at my site freeking.com see you tomorrow night freetalklive.com where do you want to go today it's the 1000 places travel minute with patricia schultz renowned travel expert and author of the number one new york times bestseller 1000 places to see before you die with one more place to add to your traveler's life list Once the residence of the Thai monarch, the walled Grand Palace of Bangkok has been standing for more than 200 years. It was created by the Chakri dynasty of the Kingdom of Siam and remains one of Thailand's most dazzling destinations. The Grand Palace's sprawling complex contains more than 100 buildings and is the greatest single display of traditional Thai art and architecture in the world. The most renowned Bangkok temple, the Temple of the Emerald Buddha, is found within the gilded and inlaid grounds. 
The temple features its namesake, a 26-inch seated Buddha carved entirely from jade, seated on a 35-foot-high golden throne guarded by ancient bronze lions. The Buddha, the country's most venerated religious object, was lost and then rediscovered in the 15th century and has sat upon its throne protecting the country ever since. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar. 